Welcome to Booklandia, where we review romance novels. This and every episode are chock full of oversharing and spoilers. Every episode is rated E for explicit. Hi! Hello. As <laughs> the intro was rolling, I realized we didn't do our normal pre-show check because it's been so long since we've recorded. I feel like been... I've forgotten how to do everything. Absolute same. So I'm Sky, and you're Ford. And oh, right. I've... <laughs> I've forgotten to point to the right direction. Um, it has, in fact, oh, I got it. It has, in fact, been a very long time since the last time we've recorded an episode because, and I think a lot of people are feeling this right now, we have been not just a little busy or a lot busy, but uh, heapfuls and heapfuls of everything we were meant to do this year and everything we were meant to do last year but mm-hmm. are now doing it this year on top of the stuff already scheduled for this year happened. All of it happened. It was great, mm-hmm. but it was a lot. It has been a lot, at least I in my life, schedule-wise. <laughs> won't say it's been great as a you know <laughs> d- a self-proclaimed debilitated homebody. I have been not in my house, so I reject everything and refuse to continue. Uh, <laughs> it's going well already. Excellent. It sure well, is. So the point of this episode is not to talk about one book. Oh because... yeah, no. We're already like, we're coming back from not doing it for a while and we're doing something completely different. So it hasn't been long for you all listeners, but it's been a while for us. So what we're going to do is a catch up episode. Not a catch up mm. episode. So, you know, uh, there's probably some validity to talking about the condiment. I would like to say maybe metaphorically, it's also a catch-up episode because we're doing tiny little book packets of information. They're just like Adorable. wee little book reviews. And I don't and have a, a, a catch-up... Right. And, and I don't have a catch-up graphic. Oh, damn it. Okay. Uh, Finn, please insert a catch-up sound effect here. <laughs> Squish. <laughs> Squish. <laughs> Squish, 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 squish. That's the one he's going to go with. I'm almost sure of it. Um, but yes, to continue the ketchup metaphor, so tiny little book Please. packets, they're all loose in a drawer, and we're going to just like pick out the books we've read over this the last couple of months and tell you what we've read, what we liked, what we didn't like, and we're just going to squirt them on the fries of your life. I like it. That was a good... <laughs> you wrapped that up really nice. Well done, Thank you. you. I that studied improvisation. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So most of these we will have already reviewed on our Instagram account or will very soon, as soon as we mm-hmm. catch up to doing that. Swish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in case we blow past the title really quickly during the episode, head over mm-hmm. there, see if you can spot the ones you like, check the grid, and you will most likely find these. At least all yep. the ones I put on the list are ones that I know I've written reviews for. Uh, before we really jump in... And we yeah. sort of started on this. How no. are you? Um, well, this is my first full weekend off since November. We're recording in, what month is it? End of April. So I'm living. I'm drinking. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a, a, a few months because the last time we recorded, I was doing a show and I was in the key lime pie. I was just recording from a slice of key lime pie. And... Uh, <laughs> But now, firstly, behold, 
we have a recording shed, aka an external office in our house. We built this in the pandemic. So enjoy the new view. If you're just listening and uh, not watching this on YouTube or Instagram, it's very cute. Oh, this telescope here. Finn found this in a park downtown. Just hanging out in a park downtown, unattended, for like an hour. It was more like four hours. I just don't want people to think that I'm just wandering around stealing stuff. It was there, unattended, no one even came to check on it. And it was like super late at night, we were filming something and it was very late, no one was around. And it was uh, abandoned. I promise it was abandoned. So I'm convinced it's haunted. Oh, it's definitely haunted. So we have this haunted telescope. Excellent. Definitely Just, something you should bring home. <laughs> he brought it home. Why did he bring the... Because carpe <sighs> diem, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. So that happened. Um, but most importantly, I started a new job. So I now also work in academia. So Sky and I both work in academia now, and we'll have to figure out our lives. And, you know, from September to May, what... How do new, new how, schedule how do for I, sure? How do? <laughs> how do? How do? How do? Yes. So yeah, I still work in theater, but I work for a theater department at a major university as an associate production manager, and I'm just like making paperwork all day long, and it's pretty great. Yeah. And then I get to drive golf carts, like <laughs> perk, total perk. Uh, that is a perk, actually. <laughs> yes, I am frequently in need of a golf cart and don't. Don't have mm. one on my campus. Your campus is too hilly. I think they would just reject the hills and just slide <laughs> backwards. That is that is perhaps why we do not have them. That is very possibly the case. <laughs> How are you? How have you been? I feel uh, like I haven't seen you in a million years anyway. True story there. Uh, I have been very... Very busy, and I'm always very busy. But when I say when I say I'm very busy, it means I'm mm -hmm. like on on human amounts busy, and it has everything to do with the fact that everything that was meant to be this year is this year, and then everything that was meant to be last year is also this year. And then I've also, and again, I feel like a lot of people are doing this. I have changed the way that I look at my goals from just coasting from day to day or wishing and hoping for things. I am actually asking for them or reaching for them or, Ooh. I don't know, affirmation, speaking oh, about them. Shit. I do not do that at all. I don't ever. So, you know, I've basically, uh, like, put Your more of myself out into the universe. Yeah, <laughs> whole person. I'm a, I'm a very... <laughs> Properly functioning American is is how I would describe Blah. this state <laughs> exactly. Mm. But because of that, there's uh, there's a lot of opportunity coming my way, which is lovely and wonderful, but also time consuming. So I too need to learn how to rebalance my life in a way that isn't uh, leaving mm -hmm. any parts of my life out. Because I mm -hmm. like quite a few parts of my life very much, and I'd like yeah. to keep them all including figuring yeah. out how not to miss you for four months at a time. Right, right. We'd see each other at like theater openings and we'd be like, hello. Uh, by the way, literally Thursday night when we saw each other, you just kept walking to your car and did not say goodbye. Just want to just wanna point that out. You just kept walking and you did not say goodbye. Well, the upside of not saying goodbye is that we never said goodbye. <laughs> I am sorry about that. That's true. It's I, okay. You had a babysitter. Like... <laughs> I understand. 
I understand. Yeah, I didn't realize it until I was like in bed. It was midnight. And I was like, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I I do apologize. I have a terrible habit of not saying goodbye. That, that's actually I mean, true. The Irish goodbye, quote unquote, where you just like drift out of a party and say goodbye to no one. Like I dig that. And I think we're in a place in our relationship where we could just not do that. But I just want to point it out that you started this. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> it's that. It's on the record. It's on the record. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Well, it, it is on the record. All right. Should we talk about books? Yeah. Do you want to tell me about what you've read the last four months yes. since I saw you Yes, last? because so I read a whole bunch of books, all of which I gave four stars. What? Uh, I also read a couple of books that not did not get four stars, but okay. I found like solid four star chunks of books and most of them by authors that have big backstock libraries that mm-hmm. I've just not been aware of. Um, I blame uh, marketing for some of it because mm. some of these books have been marketed as women's fiction instead of romance. And mm-hmm. I have not been paying attention to them because I require a certain heat level in order for me to have any interest in reading a book. Sure. And uh, particularly when I'm busy. So I'm so very glad that I found these and now I need you to read all of them so that you know why I'm so obsessed. Okay, so well, convince me. Elevator pitches for all of these books. <laughs> Look at that pose. You're already against it. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, and uh, actually I just finished the last one, the last available one in the series is the Bergman Brothers series by Chloe Lees. And it is about a family. There are seven siblings in the family. All of them are adults. Too many, too many siblings. (laughs) They are Swedish and American. And the first book in the series is a brother. He is hard of hearing. And it is a recent injury that has left him hard of hearing. And he is not interested in learning how to communicate with the world because he's sort of chosen that moment to to walk away from everyone. Mm. And she is a soccer player and she doesn't process emotion or she chooses not to process her emotions. She just puts them out on the field. And his brother happens to be their math professor in their like college math class and starts playing matchmaker for them. And Mm. it's lovely and wonderful. It talks about being hard of hearing, being new to that community. It talks about uh, depression. It talks about anxiety. It talks about um, learning disabilities. Uh, It has a really in-depth conversation about a relationship with a parent. There is content warning uh, parent death. And so there's a lot Mm. of conversation about like forgiveness and resentment and how to process that. The thing that impressed me the most, this is the thing that I love the most about book. This is how a book gets four stars for me. The black moment is not predictable because I was like, oh, this will be like, I was like, this will be the black moment. And then that moment came and went. And then a completely different moment is the black moment. Mm. They do talk to each other. And my only complaint about book one is that there is a ridiculously hot scene with a mirror and it's the mm-hmm. epilogue. And I'm like, uh, cut the mirror scene way sooner. I need more of these, please and thank you. Um, uh-huh. And then you get to know the entire family. And um, so the second book is about one of the other brothers who's a hockey player and lives in California. So it was a little relatable for me as a Californian because mm-hmm. I knew exactly what they were talking about. But a hockey player? So he plays for the Kings? I- 
Yes, like, she that's does. the only he hockey team. Okay, all yeah, right. it's the only he hockey plays team for the Kings. Okay. okay, great. And then that one deals with visible disability and mm-hmm. the like people considering like thinking about someone with a visible disability as either a superhero being frail and a conversation that has to do with the autonomy of people with visible disabilities. Just a lovely conversation about all of that. Again, a really, just really great at communicating. Uh, The third book is actually about the meddling professor brother and his wife. And it's a second chance romance about their relationship that is now 10 years into their marriage and what it's like to be 10 years into a marriage. I related to that one a bunch. I relate to that. <laughs> 10 years into a, a wedding and so there was a lot of me being like oh do i do this like is it was it made me really re- introspective is that where the conversation we had about do you say thank you for things yes. to your spouse came from ah interesting we had a really good dialogue on our book in our book club about this uh do you say thank you to your spouse for bringing you a glass of water from the kitchen or whatever or do you not? And why? yeah, the little things, the little things that yeah. that make you that like sort of fall into the I accept that these things are done for me um, category. Or do you not? Mm-hmm. And then the final book that I just finished is about again one of the brothers. So the only one. So three of them are about the brothers. One of them is about the sister because the because okay. the 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 one in the in the marriage is actually the sister is part of the Bergman family, and then mm-hmm. her her husband is. So book four is about the brother, yet another brother. So there's, they all have really, so it's no, right. Yeah. Okay. You don't care about the names. So it's two, br- so brother, brother, sister, brother. Okay. 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 <laughs> got it. Caught up. Awesome. So the feel, professor like- is married into the family. Yes, the professor is okay, married okay. into the family. I'm all caught up. Continue. Um, there you go. Anyways, um, so this last one was actually my least favorite of the bunch. Uh, I felt like it had the most predictable black moment and the most uh, and the least amount of communication. But mm-hmm. uh, it foreshadowed three more books, possibly, because there are three more siblings to to cover. And one of them is very young. She's 13 right now. But we'll mm-hmm. wait. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, they're very good communication is wonderful uh, yeah. I feel like Chloe Lisa's big thing is both visible and invisible disabilities people who are neurodivergent people who deal with anxiety and processing disorders and how those people find love and communicate with their loved ones mm-hmm. a thing that needs more books about right mm-hmm. there should be mm-hmm. more books normalizing that so I recommend that entire series um, uh, in the same but- vein yeah. No, no. Can you go back to the steam? Because if the steam is epilogue only, I'm not in. Oh, it's okay. not going to so, happen. The first three books, there's plenty of steam all over the place. And like one of the books has a massage scene and it like it's meant to just be a massage and it turns. And I was mm. like, I did not know that I was going to get this excited about someone <laughs> getting a massage. But I did. So mm. very steam. This last one, maybe why I didn't like it as much. Only it was an epilogue, but it was later half. It's later half. They do mm-hmm. talk about edging and how these two characters are really into prolonging their pleasure. So perhaps mm. it, that's why. But I was mm. like, just do it already. <laughs> I have blue balls and I am just reading this. <laughs> so not into it. 
into literary edging. I am not into literary <laughs> edging. Nope. No. Nope. I think this is maybe <laughs> the crux of our friendship is that we both agree that neither of us are into literary edging. <laughs> True story. Um, so, but beyond okay. that, um, I highly recommend them. They're lovely. Mm-hmm. There's conversations, open conversations about consent, about birth control, about <laughs> protection. Yes. Yes to all of that. Very lovely. The Bergman Brothers series by Chloe Lease. The other series that I want to bring up that is in a very sim- similar vein um, in terms of the amount of conversation, the surprise of how the Black moments go, the very open consent and the really diverse group of people are the Say Everything series by Ronnie Lauren. Oh my wow. <laughs> so again, Ronnie Lauren has a bunch of books out there and the reason, and I knew about her books. The first one is Yes and I Love You. And the second one is When It's You and Me. And, and there's a third one that's going to come out in that series that hasn't come out yet. They're wonderful. In the first one, a backstock. She has a backstock. That's yeah. That's a difference. There, she has two other series that are really well known that I just wasn't aware of. These particular books, the Say Everything books, were definitely in the women's fiction, and then everyone on TikTok was like, "They're way too steamy for women's fiction. They are super hot." Hard agree. They are super hot. The hot part starts very early, and there there's a lot of them, and it's it's great. Um, The first one deals with ADHD. And he has a learning disability and he has dyslexia and she has Tourette's. And it's about how, like how to communicate through Tourette's and with Tourette's. And it's, uh, it's great. It, again, it's a character we don't frequently see be a main character. Um, in the second book, mm-hmm. uh, she's a survivor of, uh, of abuse and he is an amputee who's a former firefighter. And so like he has physical scars and she has emotional scars and it's how they are going to share those stories with each other and be vulnerable together when they've spent so much of their time building up shells around each other. Both Mm -hmm. of them have really wonderful conversations about being open with your partners and the tools that you need and whether or not you need a counselor in the room with you, things like that. Yes. Like, yes, I'm obsessed Mm. Where is book three? (laughs) Excellent. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. And then if you're looking for a laugh and not necessarily steam at all, I accidentally discovered Finley Donovan. Uh, We actually, we won one of the books in the series in a contest. And so I went back and read book one and then book two. They're hilarious. It's like if everything in your life just goes sideways and you (laughs) still have to take your kids to daycare is like, I was just like, oh my, there's, it's not possible for Finley to have a worse day. And then she has a worse day. She's accidentally confused for a killer for hire at a Panera Bread while trying to sell her book to her publisher. And she is desperate for money. And she ends up not killing anyone for hire necessarily, yeah. but she like she she ends up in the situation, and then her babysitter gets involved, and then she gets <laughs> in, re, like she gets into a relationship with one of the police officers who's solving the murder that she might have committed, but not intentionally. Like he's just hot, and she can't help herself. Mm. And then she gets involved with her lawyer and her ex husband, and it's just like. Finley. <laughs> it's amazing. It's laugh out loud funny. 
it's definitely a different bag than what we usually read, but it was so funny. It was so good. And it's so quick. Um, there's going to be a third book in that series as well. Not for another like year. So I'm looking forward to mm -hmm. it, but I'm not there yet. Um, okay. And then a special shout out goes to The Wedding Crasher by Mia Sosa. It's mm -hmm. a second, I put that in quotes, in the series uh, that uh, the first one is The um, uh, the Worst Best Man. It's mm -hmm. the same world and you see glimpses of the people from The Worst Best Man, but they're really not connected to each other beyond that. So it's just like you already know one of the side characters. It was lovely. It was wonderful. There is a surprise sex party and I it surprised me. Uh, and I was like, tell me more about this. Um, and, and during said, I'm sorry, and did, did it, it tell surprise you more? Me? No, did it tell you more about the sex party? Yes. Okay, yes. Great. So it definitely, so they didn't know they're walking into a sex party. They think they're just walking into a mixer and then mm. their phones get taken away. Oh, also, spoiler alert. They walk Too in, they that. realize what's happening. I know, I'm sorry. They realize <laughs> what's happening and then they go and hide in the bathroom. And I definitely thought that that was going to be it, that they were going to figure out a way to exit mm. and they don't. And I was like, okay. oh, I did not see that. I definitely was like, oh, no, like they're going to freak out. It's going to be a funny moment, not a sexual moment. Mm -hmm. And then that's not what happens. Oh, well, so whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so no yeah, spoilers uh, on that. Thank you. Wow. No, but this uh, is where you don't spoil. OK, that's right. I'm just going to set it up for like that's mm -hmm. the blue balls mm -hmm. moment. All right. OK. Um, I sort I, I want to make sure that you have time to to sell to sell oh. <laughs> to, to sell give it. me some some stuff. I'm gonna sell it. I've never um, but I've never worked in retail. I'm not selling you jack shit. This is a report <laughs> out hard and straight. There you go. Just just facts. Um I will say I have read a couple of things that I was not a fan of. Um mm. and tell uh, the people. Yeah, so g go read the the reviews. All I'm gonna say on this one, but I read uh, a book called uh, "Dating Doctor Dill," which by Nisha Sharma, which had all the makings of a brilliant yeah. idea. It's a retelling. It's a modern retelling of Taming of the Shrew, set up in the community of Indian Americans here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And there's more planned in that series. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Nisha Sharma is also a very prolific writer with a huge backlog of stuff. But um, so early on, the male character refers to his penis as Charlie, uh, just like uh? in a casual internal monologue, Charlie. And firstly, I was like, you're an Indian man with a penis named Charlie. But sure, I guess Okay. I mean, Charlie has really like childlike uh, associations in my head, but uh, mm. I'm not this person. It's fine. Uh, but then in a sex scene out loud to his partner, he says, Charlie wants some. And it was like a bucket of cold water. <laughs> I was like, I want none anymore. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens multiple other times. Look, was his partner into it? I mean, she didn't stop him. So how's he to know? Uh, true. You true. may it just, not have consented to it, but apparently I did not. she did. Or Wait. she didn't object to it. Yeah, it was exactly. very off-putting. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then like the rest of the story I had a little bit of a hard time with because I don't think that the 
transposition of taming was as mm. well done as 10 things I hate about you. Um, sure. Though really Nothing should not is. be comparing. Yeah. You should not yeah. be comparing to that, but um, I didn't love the transposition. I didn't quite connect with the characters. And then mm. all the sex scenes were just a dry spell because I was like, no mentions of Charlie. <laughs> wow. Please. Wow. It's the opposite of arousal. What is the opposite of arousal? A desert. Okay. So um, what, that was it. That, that was like the worst thing. That's that was the that was okay. the worst one. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, the other things I put on uh, in my list are are sort of like middle of the road. And so for those go go check out our Instagram account. Excellent. All right. So it's my, my turn now. Yeah, it is your turn for sure. OK, great. Let's open another beer. Here we go. Mm. All right. So I'm like, I just started today the 13th Barbarian Aliens book. 13. And I can't explain why I like, because the books range from like three stars to five stars. Like there's no consistency whatsoever. I did pause it. And maybe I did it on our Barbarian Aliens episode earlier this season. But um, I know I posited in our book club that I think that I'm more attracted to stories where something major happens in the world, like a world-building external arc. So it's uh, so barbarian aliens, humans are abducted. They crash land on this ice planet. They are brought into a tribe of giant blue aliens. And uh, because of the symbiote they have to take to exist on the planet, they are fatedly mated to men of this tribe. And there are apparently 19 of them, books and unmated males to so far. Um, actually, no, one of them is a second chance. So 18. Anywho, like they just, they're smutty and they're easy and there's like low stakes, but also high stakes. Like I care enough about what is happening to most of the characters, but like also like five stars to three stars. I can't explain it but I will listen to this book for the rest of the day and probably finish I, uh, it tomorrow. So I paused like on book four and I paused at paused. book four and partially mm -hmm. like, it's because they're all really, to me, they're really similar. The stakes are really similar. I'm thinking that maybe I paused to save it for like summer reading. Maybe. Um, I mean, or maybe not. I just, I needed some meat, more meat on the bones of the characters. And these mm -hmm. are, as you've described them, potato chip books. These that, are potato like, chip you books. You can yeah. just like, yeah. And they're lovely in their own, like they have their place. And I, 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 I did like the ones that I read enough to keep reading. But I also am not sitting here being like, oh no, I haven't been reading Barbarians. Mm -hmm. I'm like totally not bereft without them. Oh, anytime I get one from the library, I'm like, oh, thank God. I didn't want to read whatever I was reading anyway. And I'll just like Got turn it. it on and do a puzzle. It like it's a comfort, I guess. There's some weird comforting feeling to it. So I don't know. I've read like six of those since the last time we've hung out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I bet. Yeah. So I think the the best selling point here is that you're not an audiobook person or you were yeah, not until the point. barbarian books. I'm and now I'm probably you not listen after to books. These. Well, I listen to these <laughs> books. I'm very selective. Um, and you know, I, have you noticed this trend? And maybe this is for an after the break conversation, but this trend where authors are writing audio novellas 
and publishing audio novellas. And then a month later, the ebook version of it comes out. Very interesting. Anywho, continuing on, there's no time for chitter chatter. Sky, geez, stop trying to distract me. I read, I've read a lot of books physical, so please enjoy the per, the visual of this is how you lose the time war. This book is by Amal L. Motar and Max Gladstone, so they each took a character and wrote from that point of view. And this book is fucking poetry. It's fucking beautiful, and I can't stand it, and I'm mad about it. And um, this is the book I would throw in your face if we were in the room because. I think you would really dig it. Um, and it's I about already read it. Look, you read it like four years ago, okay? Yes, yes. I read it when it first came out. So yeah, I will I would absolutely Rude. reread this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rude. No, it's fine. It's fine. Well then you would throw it back at me and that's fine. Uh, we're even. So yeah, I gave that one five stars, but it's not very steamy. It's a kind of a YA young adult, new adult situation, and you don't need it. You don't need the steam. It's incredible. It's an incredible book. But to jump back into the steam, we have this slim, delicate novel, Sacking the Quarterback by Samantha Tao. And here, it got one star just because it's on James Patterson's Bookshot's Flames imprint. So James Patterson published this book. And it's also like 128 pages. And it like it cuts to the meat. It's a really strong novella about a football player who gets in trouble with the law and uh, the lawyer who doesn't want to prosecute him. Very clearly, the author was not an American because she did not describe the male as an American quarterback, like body type. She described him as a rugby player body type. Like, like she's like, Whoops. he's a huge guy, broad shoulders, very tall. And I'm like, quarterbacks are tall but they are not hugely muscled. They're generally very lean. And like, I just, it was not right. It's not right. But she did take some pot shots at American football teams. And so for that, chef's kiss. We've got Mr. Wrong Number. Uh, this is by Lynn Painter. We really liked Lynn Painter's uh, YA debut better than better. the movies. Thank you. <laughs> better than the <laughs> movies. This book is her first adult. It didn't hit the mark for me. I gave it three stars. It like three spicy, three on the spicy level. Like there were some sex scenes. They were fine. It was nothing to write home about, which is kind of a bummer. It, I'm going to say it, hot take is like a poor man's uh, Josh and Hazel Guide to Not Dating by Christina Lauren, where she's quirky and he's buttoned up and always wears a suit and is kind of a straight-laced guy. I don't disagree, uh, but there's a lot of misogyny in uh, Mr. Wrong Number. I could have yeah. lived without all of yeah. that. And she leaves a perfectly nice um, Really mattress expensive mattress. Yeah. In a hallway. Yeah. It's just in a rude. hallway. It's just rude. Um, Agreed. Next up, so this is the one I haven't written a review. Hold on, I better drink more. <laughs> okay uh, i haven't written a review for this one and i don't know if i will because i can't like how do you put it into words crescent city by sarah j moss uh she writes incredible books it also i read it two months ago so i barely remember anything but i remember like i remember all the bits but not like i remember how it makes me feel now but not why it makes me feel that way. It's just this weird, like I have, I already love it, 
and can't tell you why. I love it and I can't tell you why. That might be my review. One sentence. Excellent. Well, can I can I can I borrow it? Yes, of course. Should I bring it tomorrow? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Hey, everyone, we have plans tomorrow to see each other in person. <laughs> Guess what? We're going to see each other at the theater. That's where we see each other That's, now. Those are the only plans we ever make. <laughs> um, all right. It, wait, I'm not done. Don't all write me. Jeez. Oh, I'm all oh, writing uh, you to keep going. Oh, okay. I thought you were all writing me into a break, and I'm not okay with that. I'm talking quickly. <laughs> I still have time. All right. Um, okay. To Marry and to Metal by Martha Waters. It, third in a series. Uh, this one is about a theater owner. And so I think I had some high expectations and it did not meet them. And oh, uh, this is, oh, thank you. This, I reminded myself of a thing I wanted to say. So you had a rash of four stars, which is exceptional for you. You don't often highly rate things. Agreed. I, had a rash of two stars. I'm usually <laughs> the nice one. And I'm like, oh, it was fine. <laughs> Three stars at least. Okay. Martha Waters. It was a two star. It was just not good. I didn't care. I don't, whatever. Bleh. Just bleh. I get so bogged down in like historicals where it's all about societal appearance bullshit. I don't. I can't. I'm out. It also was not steamy. And I'm just... What are we here for? What? Why was I there? <laughs> Can't even. Another in the two-star category was Compass Rose by Anna Burke. Um, this came recommended from uh, an employee at the Ripped Bodice. And my friend bought it. She read it. She liked it. We, uh, she does a guest review on our, on our Instagram. So come by and see what Lucy has to say. She was much nicer about it because as I was reading it and talking to her about it, she's like, oh, yeah, that sucked. Oh, yeah, that sucked. I should have reviewed that in a more mean way. <laughs> so <laughs> I got I changed her mind about how much it sucked. It was just like you think a book that is like lesbian pirates like that sounds incredible. The only great thing about it was this post-apocalyptic world that she created where um, there are pirates because the world has been like the ice caps have melted. The water is toxic. Everything's on fire and everybody has to live on these like floating islands. And so there, of course there are pirates. And um, that was the best part. Like the, them talking about microplastics and like sustainability. And I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. How do we, when we've destroyed the world, how will I live? How will I survive? Because the lesbians, that that was not, it was not, there was like, the intimacy was not good. There was very little. I just, two stars, that's all you need to know. I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, in the, I gave this three stars, but one of our best friends in our book club gave it five stars and she never five stars anything. But it's, it's incredible, but it's a sign from, a sign for home by Blair Fell. And it's not a romance. It's about a deaf, blind young man who ha uh, hires a new interpreter to help him with a class that he's taking. This deaf, blind man is also a Jehovah's Witness. So he's stuck under the thumb of his religion and his family, and but really wants to like live life and experience the world. So it it was a beautiful book and I yelled at all of you about it in our book club, but, and I 
I really enjoyed the ASL parts of it and the learning and teaching nature of it, but it was pitched to me as more romantic than it actually was. So if there had been more of a romance line instead of his journey to get the girl, I probably would have scored it higher. Then lastly, but not leastly, Games in a Ballroom by Gentry Flint. This is, a, I think, their debut novel, perhaps. Uh, it's another period drama. It is like zero steam. There's like nothing. They maybe hold hands. I don't... Uh, I can't even... I know. I know. <laughs> but I did give it four stars. So I don't know. Am I sick? Am I dying? Maybe. I... <laughs> Who knows? The premise is, and I can't remember anybody's name because this is, I read it two months ago and we're on our second cider. The male character is in love with this female character, but her family wants her to marry well and he's just a businessman. Um, so he devises a plan to get her to fall in love with him by everyone in their friend group playing tag at during balls which is very not done. Adults don't play tag during society events. And so um, it was just a guise for them to be around each other more. And it, I think as a first book, it was good. It was a good outing. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, five stars, two stars, all over the board. It's It's been a wild couple of book reading months, I think. It It sounds like it. Okay, now I am going to tell us to take a break. Fine. Hello and welcome to the Annabelle H. Godfrey Historic Estate and Museum. Thank you for joining us on the Godfrey's world-famous audio guide. I'll be your host for the duration of your time here at the estate and look forward to enlightening you as to the history and unique beauty of Annabelle's eclectic collection of art, antiquities, and curiosities. But before we begin, I must go over a few notices and estate rules. Firstly, on the chance that you failed to read the fine print when checking out this audio guide, and are currently standing in the middle of our atrium, waiting for a staff member to come and collect you, this is a self-guided tour. Each audio guide is equipped with a GPS tracking device, which triggers the commentary for the nearest collection item. This provides the dual benefit of a custom experience for you, and helping the Godfrey staff locate unreturned audio guides. Many audio guides are discovered abandoned in dark and seldom traversed corners of the estate, their patrons nowhere to be found. Which leads me to my second point of business. Stay out of the shadows. Thirdly, breaks in commentary as you move between collection items may be filled with historical tidbits about the estate, details about current or upcoming exhibits and offerings, general announcements, or words from our sponsor. Do not be alarmed when these start playing. And no, you cannot mute or skip them. Fourthly, and this should go without saying, do not touch any collection items. This is for your own safety. That's all for now. Shall we begin? The Godfrey Audio Guide is a fiction podcast that blends horror, sci-fi, and art history, both real and imagined, and which guides the listener through the mysterious Godfrey Estate and Museum. Interested in taking the tour? Find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. 
and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you at the museum. We're going to take an intermission. When we come back, we will discuss our favorite moments from the book and if this book made us want to get naked. And we are back and uh, we are talking about yep. gra- yep. gravity. <laughs> We're, We're talking, talking about, about gravity. That sometimes <laughs> gravity happens when you drink and the drink mm. doesn't go in your mouth. Um, mm-hmm. We're also talking about the fact that we haven't recorded an episode in forever. So this episode is called The Ketchup and we just um, downloaded a bunch of book names um, yes. and very, very short reviews into your brains. Um, yeah. and now we're going to talk about what we're excited to read. Um, mm-hmm. So for, more uh, for the book com- names and very, very short names. blurbs about what they might be about. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is exactly what we're going to do. I'm really excited. So I get a lot of reading done over the summer because mm-hmm. academic calendars and yep. uh, because I, I do that reading excessively is my my, my stress relief, my downtime. Mm-hmm. And so I do get a lot of reading done over the summer. I also think that I'm not the only one. So publishing houses definitely know this. So there are oh, a lot yeah. of books that get released for the summer reading and the summer book clubs that happen. And mm-hmm. a lot of them tend to be in the categories that I am currently reading. And in fact, this is how Stress Relief Book Club started, is me needing some stress relief reading during the summer months in between mm-hmm. the really busy work months. So mm-hmm. without further ado, and with many more words, um, <laughs> these are the books that I am looking forward to in the coming months. This is uh, not a comprehensive list by any means. Um, Beth O'Leary has a new release called The No Show. I just Mm -hmm. started it, but I'm only 20 pages in, so I have no idea truly where it's going. But it's a romance. So you don't know who didn't show up? I don't yet know know who didn't show up. Okay, okay, all right. No, no, because it starts with someone waiting on a date and the date doesn't show up, but we don't know who the date is should have been and i have not yet gotten to the part where that's revealed so i don't know if that's going to be a long thing or a short thing but i've met a bunch of characters and i've met the person who got stood up okay uh christina lauren who are Mm -hmm. one of my favorites to read in the summer downtime um have a new book out called something wilder and comes out in two weeks comes out on may 17th okay so depending on when this episode (laughs) airs excellent uh huh. I'm the, just here May seventeenth. Hard, excellent. Long so facts. comes out on May seventeenth, which will start the summer reading cycle. It's going to mm. be great. Um, okay. okay. This um, uh, so Hayes, just a, hold up before you go. Uh, so I got to see their panel at the Festival of Books this year, um, and to give a little blurb about what this is about, the female character runs a sort of like fake adventures in the mountains of Utah sort of outing company. That's them's are words. Them's the words. And the boy that shut up, shut up, everybody just shut up. The love interest is on a company retreat. What the hell was that sound? Children. Are are people dropping bowling balls in your apartment? Jesus. Okay. All right. possible. (laughs) The male love interest is on a company retreat on one of these like treasure hunting 
trips that she runs. They also, I think, were like school student flames. It's a second chance at any rate. Um, and then they find out that there might actually be real treasure. So this one is an action-y, adventure romance, which I'm very excited about. That's right. There's a treasure map. All right. That is exciting. Uh, apologies on me having a life above my microphone, apparently. Rude. Podcasting <laughs> Rude. exists in a bubble. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need to get more bubble then. Um, okay. I am very excited for Next. it. Uh, I, I do yeah. love to start my summer read with a Christina Lauren. It's become kind of a tradition huh. since on Honeymooners, which was like my very first one of the sure. summer reads that really propelled me into a relaxed state. All right. The next one I'm excited about, and I genuinely don't know if it's coming out early in the summer or late in the summer, but um, Allie Hazelwood has a second book in the series. It's later. Um, it's in is August, early August. Yeah. And I thought so. It's called Love on the Brain. I'm still really excited for it. I really liked mm-hmm. Love Hypothesis. And there's this a short is, story uh, in between. This one is set uh, at uh, NASA in Houston. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for it. And then, yeah. And then there's a short story that I need to catch up on before mm-hmm. before I read the other one, because I think they're all connected. Sure. And then Katie Robert has a book coming out. Well, Katie Robert has a lot of books coming out, but this yeah. is the one I'm excited about. <laughs> it's called Wicked Beauty. It's the third in the lore in the... Um, uh, something Dark Olympus. Olympus. Dark. Dark Olympus, not Laura Olympus. I am also excited about Laura Olympus, but that's a different thing. What's uh, there? So, Yes. Um, so Dark Olympus series, I read the first two. I loved the first one. I did not love mm-hmm. the second one. I am yep. hoping this one evens the score back out to the yeah. love. Um, yeah, because this one's about Helen and Patroclus. And Ach- oh, Patroclus and... Patroclus and Achilles. That's right. And it's a, it's yes. a triad. It's a triad. So yes. Uh, and mm-hmm. all three of them are competing to be the new... Aries? Um yes correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um in this particular world yes so mm-hmm. i'm very excited um i love me a good triad uh so we'll see yeah hopefully, i love a twist on a mythology out. yeah yeah yes um and then in ya news R- rachel lynn solomon whom i love the ya of all the this time is a uh, rachel lynn solomon stan podcast if you didn't know yes. already we True story. Even even when we're like, hey, maybe like you know, go listen to Weather Girl. We were like, Weather Girl, mm, but uh-huh. Rachel and Sol- Solomon definitely yes. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so her new YA is called See You Yesterday, and the cover mm-hmm. looks really similar to to today, tonight, tomorrow. So I'm mm-hmm. really curious to find out how they correlate mm-hmm. if they do, but they do look like they belong in the same series, which might be really yeah. exciting. That one is already out. No. So incorrect. No. No. Oh, well, it again, who knows when this is <laughs> May 17th, when all books come oh. out. <laughs> oh, I see, I see it. That, so I'm just living in two weeks from now or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> understood. Okay, well, it's coming out really soon, and I'm definitely looking forward to reading it. And obviously, by the time that I get to it, it will have come yeah. out. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even care what it's about. I'm going to read it. I know nothing. I'm going to read it. Like, True story. Same. She has, Same. she, like, I just, thr- I just throw my money and my time at Rachel Lynn Solomon, so... That is true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, That is that is my new release exciting list. I realized uh, looking at yours that I like (laughs) all of these Mm -hmm. are 
mostly heteronormative uh, triad Ooh. being the only exclusion. Where sure. are my queer romances? Why are they not on this list? Well, the old, the old, well, okay. Here I come. Bah, 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 bah. Here is your LGBT summer reads. Uh, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> and I can't believe you didn't have this on your list, is the new Casey McQuiston book. Are you sick? Do you no, have a deadly just... illness? Okay. <laughs> Just had to check. Well, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, so her new book is called I Kiss Shara Wheeler. I don't know when it came out. Hold on. Is it out? No, it's coming out. I don't it, know things. No, it might also be May 17th. I, all of this might be on the same day. <laughs> just not the day we're in today. It's not. It's, not, it's fine. Um, I'll look later. Look, she is another person. I don't know what the book is about. I, I think there's something like... Someone disappears and she leaves notes. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Here's my money. Casey McQuiston stand <laughs> yes. podcast. Also, can't believe this is not on your list. Hold on. Wait, I scrolled away from it. This is the sound of me scrolling. Do, do, do. Uh, <laughs> the new Dahlia Adler book, who you were obsessed about last year. And Agreed. her... Um, um, Dahlia Green doesn't give a... No, nope. is that it? Not that. One. Nope. This is um, the one about the girl who goes on some, who moves, and then she falls in love with her friend, and her friend is so cool, but she is dating the like football player guy. Cool. All right. Oh, no. Well, you look at no, no. I'm sorry. Are you thinking about the name of the book that I really liked because that was cool for the summer? Yeah, and it's cool for the summer. Yeah, I was telling you the name of Dahlia Adler's new book. That, which is called Home Field Advantage. Home Field Advantage. Thank you. Yes. You were thinking of a completely different book that had Dahlia I in was. the title. Yes. I, it's uh, fine. Yes. Look, there's a lot. In this episode alone, there have been how many books so many that names. has names in the titles? One, Agreed. Home two, Field Advantage. Three. Okay. Yes. Home Field Advantage. Okay. Which it appears to be uh, lesbians, and one of the characters appears to be a football player on her team, on her high school sports team, according yes, to the cover. Yeah, so it, right, so it'll be YA, um, and mm-hmm. uh, my my review of Cool for the Summer was, if I read this book in high school, it would have been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like that might might be my read on uh, Dali Adler's stuff, is that it is, t- mm-hmm. it is meant for people in high school, and that's wonderful. Um, I do think that that's different for me with Rachel Lynn Solomon, who does write Mm -hmm. also about high schoolers. But I, as an adult, am enjoying them as opposed to being Mm -hmm. like a high school. My high school brain would have loved this. Um, That does not mean that I will not buy this book and read it. So, (laughs) On the male side of it, on the gay side, Husband Material by Alexis Hall is coming out in August, which is the second in the Boyfriend Material series, which if you haven't read that. Go pick that up. Read it now. Second one comes out in August. I believe it's a continuation of their story, not like a second characters, which is very exciting. You don't get a lot of those. Those are like the ones I'm really excited about this summer. There's a new TJ Klune coming out in the Extraordinary series, which is also queer as fuck. And um, Ruby Barrett has a book uh, called The Romance Recipe about lesbians i think one of them is a baker or a chef or something so i'm already hungry great (laughs) me too shall i drink my dinner excellent (laughs) no 
It's, I mean, also yes. No judgments. Okay. <laughs> it's your All day right. off. Do what you got to do. And I have another day off tomorrow. This is a revolutionary concept, everybody. Two in a row. Two in um, a row. When we log off of here, what book are you going to go read? What are you reading next? What are you reading now? What's happening in your oh, book life? So currently I'm reading The No Show by Beth O'Leary because I already said mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I'd like to find out who is The No Show. So I'm going to keep <laughs> reading it. <laughs> What's your current read? Well, as of this morning, I've decided to DNF my sixth book. <laughs> I don't DNF a lot. I just like, I'm like, it'll get better. I want to see what happens. It, <laughs> it's going to be great, I'm sure. Three stars, everything. Three stars across the board. But I'm DNFing the sixth book of Outlander. I read the first five. And this book, I can't. I can't anymore. And what I've realized is that period books don't have to be misogynistic and they don't have to be homophobic. Like your characters are from a modern period of time. They don't have to feed into the, the period ideas. They can reject those. They don't have to be like, oh, maybe you're right. I can't. I can't anymore. Even though Jamie Fraser is my book boyfriend, I, I'm just going to watch the show. I'm done. I'm done and I'm out. Which is, I think, a pretty big sign because I've read five books. My completionism is like, but you could finish these. You could do it. I'm like, no. The trouble is, I don't know what to read next because nothing is bubbling to the surface yet. Well, Barbarians. Uh, right. I do have as Barbarians. Ca- as a palate cleanser. Yes, absolutely. I have Crescent City 2. I'm leaning towards that. I bought Real by Kennedy Ryan. So that's on the top of the stack. But then also part of my brain is like, what's on the bottom of the stack? So stay tuned. Who knows? Yes, mystery, mysteries to be solved. Mysteries um, to be solved. Or like, come at me. What am I? What do I need to read? There you go. I'm also considering some Rachel Lynn Solomon backstock because she's definitely got two that I haven't read. So that's on the, that's on the docket for me. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll keep us posted. Um, I think I'm gonna, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think, uh, Allie Hazelwood is next for me after Beth O'Leary, but, um, you never know. We'll see. My, um, my intrigue is not as intriguing as yours. And just like whatever, whatever book it, you're about to hand me, Crescent City, we might just be there. <laughs> Crescent City of rock and roll. Crescent City. Okay. Anyway, um, I am so excited we did this. I've missed you very much. I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited to see all of you, dear listeners, tomorrow. Probably right. <laughs> you're all going to the to theater, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I will see you tomorrow. Um, I will also see you here for the next recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soon. Okay. Very soon. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Everybody get excited. It's going to happen. Whee! We're definitely going to review a singular book next time. No okay, promises. Don't. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I like do not promise the people anything. Sign nothing. I love you, friend. I'll see you soon. I love you back. See you soon. 
Thank you for joining us for an episode of Booklandia. For more Booklandia, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at l.skyford, Twitter at skyfordl, and hit up our blog, lskyford.com. We love you to the moon and back, so don't forget to rate and subscribe. Our eternal thanks for the audio editing and support provided by Finnegan Murphy, who you can find on Twitter at Finnegan1, that's F-I-O-N-N-E-G-A-N, numeral one, and sometimes Sky herself. <laughs>